0: Abide with me. Abide with me. Don't let me fall. And don't let go. Walk with me. And never leave.
1: Ever close. This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And... uh, Believe it or not, I'm on the road, uh, finally uh, getting some cabin fever, ready to get out and uh, see people, and I, I drove down the road uh, to go see uh, my good friend and our regional director in Tulsa, Frank Khalil, so I've got Frank with me today. Welcome, Frank. Hey, Brian. We've been enjoying uh, spending some time together and got to have lunch with uh, Jeremy Warren, which he'll tell you a little bit more about Jeremy, who I've interviewed before, but wanted to do still, a check-in with Frank and uh, let him tell you what's kind of stirring it in Tulsa but also just what's been going on with him spiritually and and uh, in his own journey. So because uh, things that we share, our trust testimony has a way of affecting other people. So so Frank, uh, it's been a while since I've interviewed you. Uh, we did like a two-part interview, I think, when I did the first time. But uh, tell them what's going on in Tulsa, for starters, and uh, anything new that they need to know about. And, and you know, we had COVID, of course, last year. You can talk about what happened with all that, and then we'll get into your personal. So go wherever you want to start.
0: Well, uh, yeah, let's talk about what God's doing here in this region, Uh, Brian. As you know, uh, COVID obviously threw a curveball for most out there, just in life in general. But when you think of ministry, uh, we're seeing what's happening with the churches and shutting down and how to get back. And we know it's been a big challenge. But uh, I know you've talked about this before in some of the other podcasts, but uh, it is very real to us that, you know, and I, and I do believe, by the way, before I say it, um, God's been aware of all of this. And I think uh, he has, without a question, been preparing us as a ministry for what he knew was coming. Yeah. Which it wasn't a surprise to him. And what brings to mind is, as I think about the challenges that all of that has brought is the fact that, you know, we were Zooming for a couple of years already mm-hmm. as a staff. Right. Mm-hmm. We were praying together. Um, As we always do, the first thing we always do is prayer. And this ministry is covered in prayer. Anything we ever do starts with prayer. uh, And that goes even to the simplest form of, you know, uh, journey guide trainings, right? We always tell guys that want to start a group, right? First thing you do is pray. And then what do you do next? You pray. Uh It's all about prayer. So uh, we have been doing that. Unbeknownst to us, here comes this Ugly thing called the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So uh, I can honestly say uh, we didn't miss a beat, Uh, even though it was a little bit challenging because, you know, uh, I got to get on the road just around here, if you will, and just reach out to all the leaders and say, hey, very simple transition here. You know, we move into a virtual world. Uh, Praise God, we have these abilities and we have these amazing tools. That we can tap into. Um, and, and in a sense, I think for the most part, it helped guys see that hey, uh, we're not gonna let this pandemic stop the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen that continue on and, and and moving forward from the pandemic and those challenges, uh, groups commenced and a lot of different a lot of changes has happened since uh, with when to come back together and so forth. But um, I really felt in my spirit that, okay, you know, things are going to slow down. And, and for me personally, doing this here by myself, I thought, man, this is a really great time for things to slow down. And yet again, little did I know that God was preparing yet another man to come alongside of me, which, you know, uh, our board here had been telling me for a couple of years, you know, you've got to bring somebody on because of the growth, the organic growth that's been happening. Thus, some of you have heard of Jeremy Warren, and that was a beautiful picture, how God brought Jeremy to us. Right here, homegrown, uh, a young man who um, started by coming to our anchor, which is our Friday morning, and then plugged into a journey group um, and got to kind of co-lead, in a sense, in that. And then here we are building life together, and I got to bring Jeremy on August 1st. I mean, right at the heart of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm thinking... Man, you know, we're slowing down. This is a perfect time for me to really help this guy embrace the DNA of we are. And little did we know, um, Brian, um, honestly, uh, the growth has been uh, extravagant. We have not slowed down. If anything, we have grown tremendously in the midst of this pandemic.
1: Which is kind of the opposite, like you said, most churches would say their attendance is down, they're not even sure who their members are anymore.
0: Correct. Because they're not even know
1: if they're tuning in. Correct. Not. Yeah, that's right.
0: And and with, with this process that we call The Journey and our heart and our mission of simply having a community that allows people to come together and allows the barriers to come down, and whether it's virtually or in person, um, you know, Quite honestly, here, it's continued to be primarily in person because it's small enough. Uh, if you ask the right questions and you're careful, we can still meet. Mm-hmm. We're fine at following all the guidelines. Mm-hmm. And 90 plus percent of the groups are still meeting in person. Mm-hmm. And our launch, which primarily is, you know, school calendar year, uh, really to Jeremy and I's surprise, it's been stronger than ever before. Mm-hmm. Which I think speaks to what we already know, right? That this pandemic did one of two things. Um it it caused, you know, um people to really stop and look at each other and, and remember who we are. Mm. You know, and I'm speaking more of the family unit because so much of what we do and what the journey's about is really to challenging men and now women and couples, you know what Jesus is telling us about abiding starts with us and him at the foot of the cross, but Second to that is is our first ministry, mm-hmm. and I really believe this. I mean, um, this is a powerful tool, better than any other tool I've ever experienced, and that's my opinion, um, and I think it's most of our opinion that are doing this, that really equips the family unit, mm-hmm. right, to to live nice. out um, what the Lord has asked us to do, which is it's got to start at home, mm. and so the pandemic caused a, a stirring Within the hearts and lives of men and women, um, and and you know, especially the spiritual leader, who are the men, to have to look at their wives and go, "Man, you know, uh, am I leading my family?" Mm. And again, it did one of two things. It caused them to really pay attention to that. But then there was a lot of turmoil that came with that. Thus, gave us an enormous opportunity as a ministry to keep doing what we're doing. Mm which is help them discover um, that incredible scripture that Jesus tells us that, hey, if you abide, if you connect to the vine, um, I'm going to do some amazing things in and through you. Mm -hmm. But the abiding is the key. And we've seen as all over the country, but we've seen it here in Tulsa. um, Guys who for the first time embraced uh, their sacred responsibility in being the spiritual leaders of their families, which, by the way, that's not something that influences their journey came up with. Mm-hmm. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. God created us to be the spiritual leader. So we're seeing that happen. And um, it's, it's, you know, through some turmoil and some pain within families and marriages, um, I think the growth has come from that because people are looking for answers. Mm-hmm. They're looking for how do I lead my family well? And now I'm almost forced to because I'm stuck at home. You know, so many people are working from home now. How do I do
1: this? Well, yeah, I was going to say uh, what the pandemic seems to have done is expose where you are. Expose where you are with the Lord. Yes. You know, like is your all your faith just about going to church on Sunday morning? If that's all your faith is, then that was taken away from you. So you didn't have much left. Correct. But if you have an abiding relationship, you can still keep on keeping on with the Lord, right? Correct. And then secondly, like you alluded to, families were thrust together, people working from home. Yes. So if there was anything wrong in the marriage or something out of whack, it got exposed.
0: You know, it came to the surface. Or with kids, too. That's a great word you just used. Uh, it it truly exposed who we really are yeah. as a people. And that, and And look... Uh, I don't say this in, a, in making a judgment, but it really exposed the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It exposed all of us. And, you know, we live in the Bible buckle of America, right? said there's four churches in every corner and they're all competing with each other in a sense. Yeah. It exposed those who show up on Sunday, check the box of, man, where is my faith? Mm-hmm. Again, um, causing people to have to think about why am I here? What's my purpose? Mm. So in that, we have seen God do amazing mm. things and really drawing people to Him. And at the same time, we have seen people fall away from the Lord mm. because of it, mm. because of the exposure of it, because they, they find themselves being so far from God that now they're beating themselves up going, oh man, what kind of Christian am I? So which opens up a massive door for us as the body of Christ, of those who are followers of Christ, to go after the refugees, Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Because we know that, look, make no mistake, the refugees are not just the people that don't know Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're right in, in our churches.
1: They're right in our companies. They, right I mean, our, yeah. I,
0: I tell Julie this all the time, and I tell my kids this on the way to church on Sundays. They're very... Very well the very person sitting next to you in church on Sunday mornings. Yeah, that's right. Right? They're desperate to stop checking the boxes and and discover who Jesus really is. And again, what what we love about the mission and vision of what God has given us and and really our focus is, you know, there's such a radical difference between knowing about Jesus and knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm right? The knowing Jesus we know, it's a very, you know, intimate, but naked, if you will, Mm. intimate relationship. And that's what God's calling us to. Mm. Um, Look, we are seeing Christ is preparing his bride. Mm. You know, I'm I'm one of those who's been studying the word for a long time now. And, you know, I, I still have a little bit of Fear of the book of Revelations mm-hmm. because it's very difficult to understand. Um, and every opportunity I get to, to learn from those who teach it and teach it well, like I have a father in law who's an incredible teacher of the book of Revelation. Um, you know, we would be foolish to sit here today and say that you know, um, we're living in the end days, right? I know, I know we've been saying that for a long time, but we're truly, we can truly, if we stop long enough. We can go to scripture, not a self-help book or what somebody wrote. We can go to the word and we can see we are there. The question is, are we prepared? Mm -hmm. Are we ready? And are we doing and living out the great commission, which is what Jesus said to those guys before he left? Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't say go build buildings and go do. He said, go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. And we can get into a totally new story you know podcast to talk about go and make disciples well we understand as influencers it and and through the scriptures again it takes a disciple to make a disciple yeah Yeah. and and we're seeing that right Mm -hmm. we've been seeing that now for 20 years yeah yeah and and god's just getting us prepared and ready and i'll move right into and you may have a few more questions but um I'm seeing that with the fact that God brought Jeremy Warren to us to join me as a team here in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, man, the harvest is plentiful. Mm. But the workers are still few. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and this pandemic has exposed who are the, the true workers, mm-hmm. the hirelings, the ones who are really embracing and abiding in Christ who are discipled and prepared to go make disciples. Mm. And man, this is exciting. It's truly exciting. Well, you know, we, you and I have talked about this, but uh, so it's 20
1: years since the first journey group, but yes. it's it's 15 years since the first Tulsa journey group. Correct. That was 2006 was the first. And you came in the next year, right. year two. Right. Um, and uh, and since then, I'd say there's been thousands of men have gone through, I would say, in the last 15 years. I don't know the numbers. I don't know if we know the numbers. Oh,
0: absolutely. So. Well, you know, we, someone asked me the other day, just here in town, one of the leaders has asked me, do you have any idea? like just right here in Tulsa and I said oh it's it's south of 5678 could be as much as 10,000 men yeah. in this city has been impacted by by Jesus's teaching yeah. in John 15 and what he's drawn us to yeah and we're not about numbers uh, of course other not. than we've seen
1: it transform lives so we want more trans- more lives transformed absolutely and and we were talking one day about well maybe there's 3 or 400,000 men and in in Tulsa so there's plenty of work left to do you know absolutely oh (laughs) well um
0: give you another example of what's happening in Tulsa um for the most part um you know I can tell you as we speak right now today and here we are still in somewhat of a pandemic you know Jeremy and I we are aware of roughly 50 to 60 journey groups going on again Mm -hmm. we're not about numbers but if you think of Every group is being led by three co leaders now. Uh-huh. Well, that's one hundred eighty-two hundred leaders yeah. just right here that we're aware of. Yeah. And again, we're not a ministry, not just here, but anywhere globally, that we're trying to keep track of the headcounts. Yeah. So we know, uh, as we know, uh, 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 a very organic, um, you know, grassroots ministry that is so authentic and pure and and small in a sense that has a a massive fingerprint why because our heart and our passion and our focus is very simple point people to fall in love with jesus and walk with him
1: yeah yeah
0: right and and how do we do that we do that by living that out ourselves that starts with you know from rocky to you to me to all the guys across the country and across the borders mm-hmm. who have been so radically impacted by what Jesus said to them you know be intimate with me mm. let's have a a real life on life moment by moment second by second type of relationship because if you do that everything else will fro- flow from it mm-hmm. And and that's what he's teaching us in John fifteen is if you do that, the fruit that I want you to understand in Galatians five, or you know supernaturally will flow from you simply sitting at my feet. Yeah. Oh yeah. And spending time with me.
1: Yeah. You don't have to manufacture it. The Holy Spirit does it. Yeah. Yeah. And and, you know one thing I want to say, Frank, is you've also done a really good job of. Not knocking on the doors of churches, trying to go give them the sales pitch of why they should do the journey. You've just been loving on pastors for the Amen. last several years, building relationships, being yeah. intentional yes. about trying to, to build different relationships with, and even guys in other cultures and yes. different parts of town and, yes. and just going where God, and that's it. Just loving on people and pointing them the way. Not, and, and if we do that and keep keep it about our own abiding and letting it come out of that, We've seen a lot of fruit. We've seen a lot of um, things. I'll give you an
0: example of the group I'm in right now. You know, um, Just the, the demographics of it. You know, We've got a, a, a 24-year-old Generation Y or whatever they call them now because that's not even a millennial anymore yeah. um, who just married to you know, 30s and 40s and 50s um, to an African-American man who's 60 wow. among us and everything in between. Mm. Um, we have, I, I was talking to Jeremy about this the other day, you know, there are eight denominations represented in our journey group mm. and to see those walls of the traditions of men, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. completely come down because we're walking together side by side with the one and only roadmap that's been given to all of us, regardless of where you go to church mm-hmm. or what your background is or what you look like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the gospel. yeah. It's the word of God. And Jesus is the one who came as God himself in the flesh and then walked among us. And he's the one that said to his men in that moment, in that vineyard, one last teaching, guys, before I go to that garden mm. and go pay the ultimate price. Mm. You know, there is the vineyard and you are the branch and I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser, mm. the one who abides Will bear fruit, you know. And we can't leave out because we talk of this about this often. We can't live out, leave out the fact that there is the pruning, mm-hmm. and the, the you know there's the discipline and the pruning and one of the one of the things that we don't like to talk much about. Uh, and I think if people stop long enough, they probably will find themselves there too. And that is the sifting. Mm-hmm. But all those things is, is it comes from God's word, and it's to train us up and prepare us. Mm-hmm. to continue to do what he's called us all to do which is what go make disciples
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: I mean it, this is not complicated no
1: right but it's not for the faint of heart either so uh, it's not it's know. not so uh, we got about 10 minutes left I wanted to just ask you to just share maybe some things God's been showing you lately in your own personal journey
0: well I will share what we talked about at lunch which is has been really really rocking my world just recently. And that is we, we just finished doing our our letters to God, the sailboat story, Yeah, right? This is the, you know, session five in Enabled where, you know, you just had the conversation about who the Holy Spirit is and and how he moves and and where he resides, right? And, and I love telling guys this, look, um, regardless of your denomination and, and how much teaching or non-teaching you've had about who the Holy Spirit is, Jesus makes it very clear who he is before he leaves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I always use the the silly analogy that, you know, the Holy Spirit is not Casper, the cute little ghost that you invite over right. just when you need him. Mm-hmm. He's right here inside of me and inside of you. Mm-hmm. If we truly have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we've received the Spirit of God and he he dwells in us, mm-hmm. right? And if he does, we take that in that session to to write a, a sailboat story, and that the sailboat be in your life, and Holy Spirit be in the wind. And where are you going, right? What does your life look like? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the cargo on your ship? Who's at the realm? Who's at the helm? Not realm. Who's at the helm, right? Yeah. Who Who's navigating? Yeah. And and I look back of all the journey groups that I've been so humbled to be part of, and I really struggled. You know, this was my this is my twentieth journey group. And I struggled this the last two weeks on writing a letter because I do a new one every year. And I, I was really troubled by why, why can't I write one? And, and it was literally the 11th hour before we met. And I seriously, I sat down and I said, Lord, I have nothing. And if you need me to show up and tell the guys that, hey, I didn't write one and, and how embarrassing that would be for me as the journey guy, right, mm-hmm. if you will, um, again, that's a self-centered thought, but I fail just like everybody else. And and I just prayed. I said, Lord, I'll do it. I'll show up with nothing. Maybe there's a, a divine orchestration and a divine appointment with one of the guys in the group that also didn't write one, and and we're gonna hash this out. I don't know what it is, but I'm here I am. And I felt this incredible peace come over me. And I wrote several pages. And I closed it and I went to my journey group and didn't even get to proofread it. And when it was my turn, um, it took everything in me, Brian, to be able to read what the Holy Spirit wrote. Mm. But what he pointed out to me, and this is very personal, um, obviously, was, you know, um, Julie, my wife and I, we're we're in an incredible season where we have a a teenager and, and a young son who's nine, about to turn 10 and Grace has had a really difficult year with the pandemic because she's an extrovert like me, and she's had some health challenges and so forth. But, um, I, I looked at the analogy of the anchor that I've written nineteen other times about, mm-hmm. and you know me enough to know Frank's anchor is going to always be up because I got to go, mm-hmm. right? I'm 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 catching the wind, man. I'm catching the wind, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I think through my walk with Jesus, I've learned to really trim my mass and really. Make sure that I'm catching the wind because I want to go where God goes. And and if you know my story through life, I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm at a place where I get excited when I see the next nasty storm mm. because I know I'm not the one in control. Mm. The God that I abide in and do life in every day, let's go. Right? And and yes, there'll be bruises, there'll be some bumps and there'll be some breaks, but this is this is God's vessel. Mm. So I'm okay with that. I've learned to be okay with that through these years, through a lot of pain and suffering, if you will. And you have too. And Rocky has too. I mean, we all can share stories. But I found myself... um, My anchor's down. My anchor's been down for quite a little time. and, And I wondered if I needed to pull the anchor because I'm in some incredible still waters. And the Lord said to me, Franks, my son, keep that anchor down because your first ministry need more of you right now in this season. Mm. And this is a good place for you to be. And I know you're excited about that next storm over there, that next big wind that you can really go fast and cruise through the waters. But you know what? I need you to just be right here. Mm. Just be still right here. And he specifically said, I need you to be right here. Because you've got this young lady who just went from a little girl to a young lady who's going to need more of her daddy time. You know, and it wasn't a a condemnation. It wasn't like you're not doing a good enough job. You're not investing in your daughter enough. It was, I need you to be here a little longer Mm. because I've got some work that I'm going to do in my child that I've entrusted to you. And you get to play a huge part in that. Mm. So don't be pulling up your anchor and be going after all the other destinations with all the people that I, I'm going to use you to touch. And it's right here. Right here's where I need you. So, man, that, that really, really grabbed my heart in such a, an incredible, joyous way that, look, um, I get, just like you, I get to do this every day, but it starts as you do so well, and you've been such a great example to me, is it starts with us, right? Uh, Psalms forty six ten. We talk about it often, right? To be still, so we know Him. But I want to I want to share this other scripture that we've all been talking about here recently. Um, it's Rocky and I had this conversation. We've all had this conversation. Isaiah forty one one. It, it's 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 been a new revelation to me that that's taken me to another place a, a a greater understanding of the Lord and what he what he means by be still and know me you know Isaiah 41 1 says listen to me in silence and that also reminds me for me to listen to him in silence I got to keep that anchor down mm-hmm. I can't be moving mm-hmm. and catch and, and going fast and I've got to stay right here in these still waters and literally block out all the noise, all the distractions. Um, and that includes ministry that God's calling me to go do. Mm. Just block it all out and just listen in silence. And that is not an easy thing for any of us to do. But through that abiding relationship that we understand and that we hold so dear, we can do that. And, and the Lord will help us do that. So that's where I am. Personally. Yeah. Uh hopefully that encourages the guys out there and the ladies out there, whoever's listening to this, um, look, uh, the Lord knows the work that He has for each one of us individually. But it starts with us. Mm. Right? Uh we we talk about it so often, right? That's such a a core of who we are as influencers and in influencers ministry, is you know, I've got to be willing to look in the mirror and go, How is my soul? Mm. Right? Soul health. Yeah. And and to me, I mean, here he is again pointing out to me, Frank, I, I need your soul to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and Frank, one thing I love about you is that um, you know, as much as you would love to see more guides and more people because there's so many needs out there, so many more people need this, you'd rather somebody if, if their if their soul's not healthy or if their home is not really in order or there's trouble at home, you'd rather see them wait. Yes. And spend time with the Lord and spend time with their family and, you know, before they got a journey group. You know, Absolutely. I mean, like you almost talk them out of it before they, and, and, and you do it because you love them and you want, and yes. that's better. And you're, you're practicing what you preach. We're living out what this ministry talks about. Yes. You live it out first at home. Amen. And so if that's not going well, you have no business going out there and trying to go help a bunch of other guys. Well,
0: so, what we've learned from that is you can still go do that, but you will not see. You will not see the supernatural fruit that Jesus talks about. Mm. Got? For all of us out there, you will not see the biblical, truthful, as we all know it to be true in, in the word, the fruit that only comes from you doing those things that the Lord has asked us to do, which is your soul health and your first ministry. Um can you still lead a journey group? Absolutely. Are people doing that? Absolutely. Uh will you see transformation and impact? Sure, but mm-hmm. but the the real fruit that comp- that continues to self-reproduce? The disciple who makes a disciple? Mm-hmm. You will not see that fruit, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. If we're not doing that first. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and 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 not just that, but then also the second piece is how's your marriage? How's your how are your kids doing? Absolutely. You know, if they need you that's more important Yes. as much as there's other needs out there. That's more important. That's your first ministry. And, yes. and that's why God designed it. You know, I mean, he was always, he's a family man. Yes. You know, he was a bit from the old Testament from the beginning. To the new, he was yes. always about family first, you know, so Absolutely. anyway, well, I could talk to you for three hours and we do all the time, but, um, I'm glad everyone got a little snippet of, of, you know, who you are, Frank, and what's going on here. and um, just tell people how they can be praying for Tulsa as we as we wrap up here.
0: Um, just please continue to pray for you know um, our leaders, you know those who are saying yes, I'm all in, who are stepping out and devoting their time and efforts, their gift, their spiritual gifting, their to love on others and point them to Jesus. Uh, please be praying for all the leaders, not just here across the country but for Tulsa that they are living out exactly what you just pointed out. Mm-hmm. That their soul is healthy, that their house is in order, um, you know, that they're loving their brides as Christ loved the church, mm-hmm. that they're raising up their children in the ways of the Lord so that they don't depart from it. Yeah. So that as they lead, they lead well in within these journey groups and we continue to see God's amazing work be done and the fruit that he can only produce. Mm, that's awesome.
1: Well, thank you, Frank. That was good. And I, I know love people love hearing from you. And when we do our SOTO gatherings, they're always hoping you're one of the speakers because uh, you're so passionate and all that. So anyway, thanks, Frank. Thank you. Um, well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And uh, we do these about once a week. And uh, I'm excited to tell you that we're uh, working it out where these are going to be available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So, uh, for those of you who uh, use those media platforms, uh, you'll be able to find the Influencers uh, Global Ministries out there here pretty soon. So, working on that. And we are, we do have a new website that's about a month away, and we're excited about that. Uh, Rocky said I need to quit talking about it because it's been about six months we've been talking about it, but uh, <laughs> it's, about, it's finally about here. But uh, these good things uh, take time. So, anyway, but. Uh, My name is Brian Craig and I've been your host. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.